You're listening to the Eagles Insider Podcast. Now here's your host, Chris McPherson. Love that intro. Welcome everyone to the Eagles Insider Podcast. Yes, I am Chris McPherson, joined alongside by my main man, Alex Smith. C-Mac, how are we feeling today? I'm excited. The preseason finale is here. You might be listening to this after the fact, but we are recording this on the eve of the Eagles Jets Showdown. At Lincoln Financial Field. I like the fourth preseason game. The starters don't play, sure, but you know what? For some of these guys, it's their last chance. You know, it's fun. Eagles Jets has kind of become, can you call it a rivalry? The fourth preseason game? <laughs> it is. It is. For the 16th straight year they're playing. Is it 16? Other? It is 16, dating back to 2001. That's amazing. And the man behind the glass in the booth, Ricky Shue. How you feeling, baby? He's doing good. Thumbs up. Give him the thumbs up. So we want to thank everyone out there for the support and the feedback from our last podcast with John Dornboss. Just truly inspirational story. He and his aunt slash mom, Susan Hyman, phenomenal people, a remarkable story, and we were just happy to be able to share it yeah, with everyone absolutely. out there. So this week... We have a special guest in store. I'm really excited. This was a fun interview. Bo Allen. We talk about the fourth preseason game. Bo, entering his third NFL season, will be featured in the game. A huge asset for the defensive line rotation the last couple of years. He's played in every single game since he was a seventh-round pick yeah, seventh out of Wisconsin. Pick. A lot of people were wondering how he would transition from the 3-4 scheme yeah. to the 4-3. He's probably had, I would say, one of the most under-the-radar training camps. He was a key cog of the line last year. Mm-hmm. But I think it's no question, you're going to have Fletcher Koch, you're going to have Benny Logan, but I think Bo Allen is going to be yeah. a big part of helping them maximize their potential by being able to step in there and not miss a beat in Jim Schwartz's defense. Yeah, he's done a really nice job. I think he had a sack in the Colts game. He's just showing up every time that he's out there. Just a fun guy off the field, and as you mentioned, C-Mac, a seventh-round pick. You know, a lot of those guys sometimes don't even end up making the roster out of camp. You'll see them end up on a practice squad or, or whatever it may be, but Bo's found a way to work his way into the lineup and to stay there, to stay in that rotation. So it's a story of a guy who, not very heralded coming into the draft, mm-hmm. wasn't sure if he was even going to be drafted, but he's done a really nice job, and he's gotten better and better every year. And a guy who looked like he was just going to be a nose tackle in that 3-4 scheme and he'd have a tough time adjusting to the 4-3. That hasn't been the case. No whatsoever. So later on in the show, we're going to hear from his mom, Susie, who is a breast cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. A remarkable tale and a great interview. I had a lot of fun talking with Susie and we're going to have a great anecdote about Bo. Which is something that I wish we would have known it before we talked to Bo. Yes. To bring it up with him. But either way, still a really fun story to know. Yeah. But first, our conversation with defensive tackle Bo Allen. We're going to talk about growing up in Minnesota, his love for American flag clothing, who is the best at rock band, and how Bo Allen has turned into a television commercial star here in the Philadelphia area. All that more coming up right now. Bo, welcome to the podcast. Gentlemen, thanks a lot for having me. This is very exciting stuff. <laughs> you like the studio? You like our little Yeah, this is here, fancy. So. This is sweet. I mean, we could record this like in a garage with like a, I don't know, an iPhone mic or something if you wanted. I'm sure it would still be pure gold, <laughs> but this is just frosting on the cake, I guess. Do you ever, when you're in the locker room and reporters come up to you to do interviews, <laughs> and do you ever see them with their phones like sticking around your face and you're kind of like, yeah. is he really recording? Yeah, this- you're always like, am I live? You got to kind of watch yourself. But what I was wondering today is because the media does come in the locker room, you know, yeah. and it's a locker room, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like it's functional <laughs> and it's usually <laughs> after practice. So I was wondering 
wondering how many like B-roll, that's what it's called, right? Yes, when they very, just, good. Like, very good. Very good. Nice. Buzz, I'm going to buzzword you guys exactly. all day. But uh, I was wondering how much like B-roll footage you have of just naked guys in the oh, background, you know? <laughs> we actually have uh, our video editors in here yeah. uh, in the studio off to our left. And it's probably a good question for them, but I'm sure they see, I'm I'm sure sure they like see a, a fair share. file somewhere of like thousands <laughs> no. of terabytes. No. <laughs> Those are the things that no. I think about during the day, I guess. <laughs> you got to use very tight shots in the yeah. uh, yes. locker room. So that's the key to it. Now, is that a big difference going from college to the NFL? Because college football, do they allow cameras? I feel I'm like it's sure more it. guarded yeah, in most places. I think it definitely is. Because when you're in college, you know, you're not as mature, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder why. Jeez. <laughs> but I think. A bunch of 20 year olds <laughs> is hanging out together. Yeah, so. They did a good job of protecting us. Like, I went to college in Wisconsin, and after games and stuff like that, there was kind of a little grace period where you could cool off, which I thought was really nice. And then we'd go to a separate room to do mm. our media interviews, which I kind of appreciated. But you had a little more time to gather yourself, I guess, because mm. sometimes you get right off the field, whether it be practice or a game, and you've got people asking you questions that are leading questions, I guess. Like, mm. they want a certain answer, and you're of like, course. well, how am I going to respond? But it's a little different in college, I guess. And you're emotional, too. I mean, you yeah, battled I mean, out fo- there football's for an emotional three game hours and... and- we take it seriously, obviously. This is our right. job, and it's hard to be, like, well-spoken after, like, a, you, like, give up a touchdown right. or something like that. So it's a double-edged sword, though, because you can either make yourself look really good or really bad. Like, I'm obviously a media darling, so... Of course. Yeah. I have no, <laughs> no problem That's why that. you're on the podcast right now. I always say, like, I have a face for radio, you know? <laughs> Even though I did just do a television commercial. So. Oh, we, we have seen we're gonna, it. We're going to yeah. get there. Oh, yes. all right. Well, I'll just let that come up naturally. <laughs> what, well, I'll go into it. <laughs> What's so great about Philadelphia <laughs> is that you could be a defensive lineman. Yeah, you a know, backup. Like, I know you're thinking like a backup defensive lineman. You could just say that. No, obviously you're not. No, typically you would have like the quarterback, you know, like star skill position player. Yeah. Someone would be like on the cover like Madden or something like that. No, defensive lineman mm-hmm. gets to be in a television commercial. Yeah, well, it's pretty fun. I mean, I didn't think that I would ever have an opportunity like that, but it kind of actually came about because Bob's is one of our big corporate sponsors. Mm-hmm. And so I did a video for them like a while back where I went to a Bob's discount furniture in near Philly and acted like it was my first day on the job and it was pretty fun stuff that was like I think a year ago mm-hmm. during the off season anyway I guess Bob really liked it so then <laughs> it just kind of evolved and now I guess I had a commercial that was like on during the Olympics and stuff like that the first promo you did for them where it was your first day on the yeah. job we've seen other people do that where it's like people might be recognized yeah. for who well, they are Selick actually did one right. with Wawa that right. was really funny did anybody recognize you? Uh, yeah, there was actually some dude that recognized me, and I was shocked because I was not expecting that. But then really? one lady was like, "You're so big! Like, did you play football ever?" I was like, "Sometimes." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like got caught real off guard by that. Talk about filming the commercial. What was uh, it like doing it? We just went out to their like Bob's headquarters, I guess, is in like Connecticut, and it didn't really take that long. Like, I was only there for like four hours, maybe, and I think it only took like ten takes or so. And then like we kind of messed around and did some other stuff just in case. I mean, it turned out great. My mom was like really thrilled about it too. Like you'd think that she'd be excited about playing football and stuff like that, but it was a big deal for her. <laughs> so the scene at the end where you guys do the jersey exchange, yeah, was that something that was originally in the commercial or was that something like... I think they had that beforehand and they wanted a guy from the Eagles that was like really big because that was actually like a medium-sized shirt. It was literally the shirt that he was wearing. It was so tight around <laughs> my arms that my arms were like turning like blue kind of. I felt like pumped up. So, like, I felt like, I was like, man, my arms are huge right now. Did you try to break the shirt? Yeah, how'd you get out of it? I probably could have. I managed to, like, weasel out of it, but it could have gotten real ugly where they had to, like, bring in some scissors and, like, cut me out of it. Now, how many belly shirts do you have? Well, 
actually like exclusively belly shirts. Exclusively yeah. belly shirts. Well, it's yes. like when I get home, you know how like you have your comfortable clothes that you yeah. wear when you get yeah. home? Uh-huh. Yeah, so I just take off all my normal t-shirts and just put on belly shirts when I get home. You walk into like my closet and it's huge and just hanging up are all belly shirts of different, <laughs> same exact shirt, just different color. So if you're seeing me like at my house, I'm just wearing belly shirts. Here's a question for you. How much American themed clothing do you have? <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Because I remember yeah. it was Halloween a couple of years ago. There yeah. was like an event at Children's yeah. Hospital. Uh-huh. You were dressed up like head to toe in American flag yeah. stuff. And I thought I heard that like that wasn't a costume. Like no, that was just well, clothing like, that you had. I, I ended up going to chop at kind of the last second. I was uh-huh. like, I got to throw it together costume so i just put on all american flag apparel <laughs> the kids were like well what are you dressed up as and i was like panicking i was like i'm captain america <laughs> didn't you uh, see the movie yeah but that was actually an american flag onesie that i have yeah. like i actually have a ton of american t-shirts headbands like this summer i got like sweatbands like that go around your wrist and then a headband and we were playing yard games like up at my cabin in wisconsin over the fourth of july you know, the Olympics was a great showing for me <laughs> as far as American flag apparel. <laughs> when did it start? Was it, well, it high school, in, no, college? No, it started in college. You know they have, like, targeted ads on, like, the internet? <laughs> I was, like, online doing something. And I saw it, like, an American flag shirt. I was like, yeah, I got to have that. Right. Yeah, that was a great targeted ad. And then you click on it one time and you get 40000 <laughs> yeah. yeah, so now I have those targeted ads all over the place. I can't help myself, so I buy something every time. But no, so I bought... It's better than other things you could have on there. <laughs> I bought an American flag shirt in college, like, probably my, like, sophomore year, maybe. And then, like, basically just looked for any excuse to wear it. I remember the first holiday after I got it was St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and so, like, everyone's wearing green, you know, and I was wearing yeah. an American flag shirt, and it was a huge hit. I mean, you Well, know, not like anyone's going to say anything otherwise. Right. Who's say? I mean, you can't really, like, not appreciate an American flag shirt, I feel like. <laughs> it kind of goes with everything. I wore it a lot in college, like, at least, like, two times a month. <laughs> so it just kind of escalated from there, I guess. So you grew up in Minnesota. Correct, yep. What was life like growing up out there? I think Minnesota gets a bad rap. The instant association is just cold and snow and stuff like that. But it's actually like really beautiful in the summer. There's tons of lakes. The thing about Minnesota is like here in Philadelphia or I guess on the East Coast, in the summer, the you know, when the weather gets nice, the big thing is to go to the shore. Mm-hmm. In Minnesota and Wisconsin and the Midwest, I guess, people go to like their cabins or like they go on lakes on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan. I mentioned earlier that I have a cabin in northwest Wisconsin. So we we went up there a ton growing up. But yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I guess what I'm trying to say is Minnesota gets a bad rap for being cold, but it's, it's, it's actually, actually nice. It's, oh, it's awesome. The yeah. coldest games I've ever attended, though, yeah. were both in Minnesota. So playoff well, game, too. 2008 <laughs> season. And a couple of years ago, yeah. where as soon as you walked outside, it was yeah. like the wind chill was like below zero. You're uh-huh. just like, yeah, my senior year at Wisconsin, we played at Minnesota, and like TCF Bank is the outdoor stadium. It's outdoors, oh yeah, yeah, and it was like zero degrees without wind chill. And I'm like a tough guy, right? Obviously, so I didn't wear <laughs> sleeves, and I wore a belly shirt too. Obviously, oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's assumed at this point. Okay, and it was such. A mistake. I'm a defensive lineman, so I'm in my stance and my hands are frozen numb. <laughs> and I'm like trying to get in my stance. I'm just like battering people with these club hands that don't work. <laughs> they were like feeding us chicken broth on the sidelines and stuff. It does get cold, but I was really tough about it too. I didn't say anything to anybody until yeah. now. So until after the game, when you're like, "Where's the shower?" <laughs> I was. Shower? Yeah. I mean, that was miserable, man. It was like one of those games too where everyone was hurt. But I mean, we ended up winning the axe, so it turned out all right. So when did you first get into football? 
I actually didn't start playing football until seventh grade. So like I said earlier, I have a cabin. So we would always go to my cabin in the summer for like the duration of the summer. So as soon as school got out, we just go up there and then live up there. And football is like a summer and fall sport. So I didn't play. And then basically I had an uncle that played football at Wisconsin. And he's like, you got to play football, man. Like, what are you doing? And so I ended up playing in seventh grade and... I guess it worked out for me. <laughs> were, were you, like, back then one of the biggest kids? I mean, was it like... Yeah, I've always been big. So I started playing football in seventh grade, and then mm-hmm. eighth grade, my, like, first ever football practice, they, like, weigh you in because they have, like, black stripes, we called it in Minnesota, where you can't carry the football if you weigh over, like, a certain weight. Okay. okay. <laughs> they're, like, weighing everybody, and there are dudes that are, like, wrestlers, like, cutting weight so they can be, like, a running back. And they're like, all right, Bo, like, how much do you think you weigh? And I was like, I don't know, probably, like, 200 pounds, maybe? And they're like, why don't you just hop on there? We'll see. Because <laughs> I haven't weighed myself in a while, right? <laughs> and I like get on the scale and I weighed 242 pounds <laughs> in like seventh grade. I was just like, oh, brother. <laughs> I'll never forget that. It was a pretty embarrassing moment for me, but funny though. Like, so your, your hopes been, of being a running back were kind of dashed right yeah. there. Dashed. Just, yeah. That's brutal. That's tough. Yeah, it was a tough pill for me to swallow. Still bitter to this day. <laughs> That's why he takes it out running backs each and every week. I know it's a cliched question, but since you're from Minnesota, uh, did you play hockey? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I played hockey all the time. Like, I think I started, I don't know, like at a very young age. I played up until my sophomore year of high school. My dad actually still plays hockey. He's like 60 years old. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's 56, actually. Sorry. Well, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> Round up a little. Bit. Sorry, Dad. Hockey. Uh, yeah. He's going to listen to this yeah. He plays Son. hockey once a week. It's funny because my mom calls it geezers with breezers. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's the best part of his week because in the winter they play pond hockey. Yeah. So which isn't really a thing out here, but basically you just play hockey on a frozen pond. <laughs> like, it's pretty self-explanatory. So when I was home in the offseason, I played with them. They're pretty good now, so that's a good workout, and it's fun to play. Hockey's a great sport, so I made it out to a couple Flyers games since I've been out here. It's it's pretty fun. So you were also in a band. Yeah, on. yep, I was in a band. We were called The Unzipped. The Unzipped. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I played the bass. We won the talent show in 7th and 8th grade at Minnetonka Middle School West. Wow. What uh, so, what song did you play? Or was it an original? We played a lot of songs. We were mostly cover band, but we played like Days and Confused by Led Zeppelin. Who played the guitar solo on that one? Uh, my friend Scott Fredrickson, yeah. He was killing it. <laughs> we played a lot of like Van Halen, Guns N' Roses. I think we played like Hot for Teacher by Van Halen. Uh <laughs> We were During a middle school talent show. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the teachers over. What else did we play? We played a lot of like the strokes. It was a good time. When did but the band sadly break up? The band broke up in my freshman year of high school because I actually ended up playing on the varsity football team. And I had no time, so they replaced me immediately. Mm-hmm. We were joking because Jason Kelsey, our center, he uh, like plays the guitar and he's got a good voice. Like We do a lot of karaoke, and so we were thinking really? of maybe starting a band. But we actually ended up starting a rock band where we bought the game Rock Band for Xbox and played it a lot like during OTAs during the spring. So it was me, Kels, and like another rotating cast of like basically Eagles players can you say giving a specific name who was the worst rock band player mm. inside the locker room yeah i think his name was bo allen i was not good at rock band <laughs> especially the singing part but like taylor hart taylor hart was good the drumming is really hard too mm-hmm. i did the bass which is like the easiest thing <laughs> it's just like and you know how like, to really play dun, 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 dun. yeah so i'm not very good at rock band was this inside the locker room in the lounge? no we did it over at my place we would like go to otas after otas would be just like hey you guys want to come over and play rock band I'd be like, yup and then we would just jam out i guess 
So from the band, how did you end up at Wisconsin? I have a lot of family that lives in Wisconsin. My mom is from Janesville, Wisconsin, which okay. is south of Madison, kind of close like Illinois. So I have a couple uncles that played football. My grandpa was an all-American swimmer at Wisconsin. My uncle played football there in like the 80s, so I was kind of... So you have the family ties to it. Yeah, so. I had like a lot of family ties. We always went to games growing up, and both my parents went to Wisconsin too, so... I was leaning there early. Were other schools in the mix? Did it, yeah. Well, I think schools come to you? Was, or? You know how it is with recruiting. When you're like a high school. I don't. School, I'm a writer. I'm asking a question. So senior and you get all these scholarship offers. It's nice to like feel wanted. It's important to do your due diligence and, and at least check out school. So I, I took official visits to like Minnesota, Wisconsin. I went to Notre Dame. Stanford was in the mix there for a while. But just Wisconsin felt really nice. It was four hours from where I grew up in Minnetonka, Minnesota. And then so it's like just far enough away but it's close to yep. so if you got to run back home for a weekend or whatever you can but yeah i mean it just felt like a natural fit and it's funny because now my little sister actually is just graduating high school she's gonna be a freshman and she chose to go to wisconsin as well really yeah so i corrupted her <laughs> any advice for her just go to class. <laughs> when you get that kind of freedom, you know, as like sure. a college yep. freshman, you're like, wow, like I can just not go to class if I want to, you know? <laughs> just go to class, Grace, and just like study and stuff. What do you miss most about your college days? See, college is weird because it's the locker room is a little different in college because it's a bigger locker room. And so we have like 53 guys on our roster in season, and I think they have like 120. So there's a lot more like interesting characters in college that it's fun to reminisce about. Because when I went back to Madison the summer, like a couple of my buddies are GAs on the football team there. And like one of my buddies that I was staying with is a strength coach. And so we were just talking about like guys that we used to play with and I think it's fun to just go back there and reminisce did you cross paths with JJ Watt yeah yeah I was a freshman and he was a like a redshirt junior I think like the last year before he left we played D-line together and then I played with his brothers too so he has younger brother Derek that just got drafted the Chargers Mm -hmm. and then another younger brother still there I think he's a senior TJ is it funny seeing him become one of like the faces of the league yeah, I mean, it's cool to see him and stuff like that. We played the Texans my rookie year, so it was fun talking to him, and he's a beast. He's been playing really, really well. Proud of the fact that we played together, and he came from Wisconsin. He's a good dude, too, so that's always a plus. So you have a bunch of characters on the defensive line. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> we, we do. <laughs> <laughs> How much fun is it playing in this new scheme and yeah. with a group of guys? Oh, it's that... a lot of fun, and we've all kind of been together for a while, which is fun, too, because we're a tight-knit group, and I think when you play with each other and you have that kind of chemistry and camaraderie, and stuff like that and you when you know each other well I think that goes a long way on the field you can anticipate what a guy's going to do you know his playing style and then off the field too it's just fun to be around your boys and hanging out with dudes you like because we spent a lot of time together so most memorable moment as an eagle so far so I got drafted in the seventh round and when you're a rookie when you first get in like your head is spinning and that rookie year is really long and that rookie camp especially is a grind because you don't know what's going on and you feel like out of the loop almost like because all these guys that have been in the league know what they're doing and they know what to expect and you're like trying to keep your head above water so when I got that call that I made the 53-man roster as a rookie that's something that'll stick with you and then you know a week later or whatever running out of the tunnel for the first that's really cliche but it's pretty satisfying My last question for you is this, Bo. What's it been like playing for Jim Schwartz? Yeah. We hear he makes a lot of historical references. Yeah. We see how animated he is on the field. Uh-huh. What's he like 
as a coach behind the scenes. Yeah, he's a smart guy. So I'll just start with that. He <laughs> Georgetown like, education. So. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my brother brought that up to me today because my brother went to Georgetown. But yeah, a smart guy. And when we have our defensive meetings, it's nice to he's just in such control of the defense. So he's a smart guy, and he's got a lot of great catchphrases <laughs> that I won't really repeat <laughs> on the air. Uh, but like, he's the kind of coach that you really want to play for as a player, and he'll get you fired up, and he knows kind of when to get on you about certain things, and he's hard on guys, obviously, because it's important to him. It's important to all of us. But he also knows how to kind of bring a group together, which I think is one thing that people don't really talk about, but I think it goes a long way. And when you have a tight group on defense that when like things get tough and you look around, you know you're with your boys and stuff like that i think that kind of goes a long way too he's just a great coach oh bo that'll do it for us thank you very much for joining us here guys thanks for having me on the eagles insider podcast great stuff there from bo it's interesting because there wasn't one theme that we really touched on. It yeah. was just shooting a breeze yeah. with Bo it, Allen. It's funny because when we kind of game plan, what do we want to talk about with this guy? And there's normally, you know, there's a theme. There's one like central topic that we want to hit on. And we'll touch on other stuff as well. But normally there's one way to go. And with Bo Allen, it was just like, let's just see what happens. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll start about talking about his childhood in Minnesota. We'll see where it goes. He just brings that energy. He's an easy conversation to have. Kind of an unheralded guy on this team like we've talked about. But I really hope that that interview kind of brings to light to the fans out there just what kind of person he is certainly the defensive line group as a whole a yeah. lot of fun guys on that group oh yeah with fletcher and benny Vinny, brandon graham great bunch of guys to be around so they're gonna wreak havoc on the field in jim schwartz's scheme but we're gonna enjoy them in the locker room and that's one of the things i like going into the season about this team i just feel like i like the chemistry that's in the locker room yeah absolutely and the defensive line i think in particular like i mean you mentioned it but these guys have played together for years now talking to benny logan earlier today for an in-studio interview and he's really played with the same guys around him going into his fourth season now and that's really helped him along the way going back from scheme to scheme and taking on some different responsibilities but these guys are with each other every day they know each other's personalities it's a really fun group and not only is it just a fun group it could be a really really good group it's a very talented group obviously but they've been wreaking some havoc here in the preseason so it could be a lot of fun so here on the eagles insider podcast we get the interview with a player learn more about him and then we bring in someone who has touched that person's life made a significant impact and for Bo, we want to bring in his mother Susie. and uh, we had a chance to catch up with Susie as we heard about grace Bo's sister in the interview well, Susie was getting ready to take Grace off to Wisconsin. So before they hit the road, Susie was kind enough to join us for a few minutes to touch on an interesting anecdote about Bo from his early, early, early childhood, as well as the significance of Bo's long hair. So here's her interview with Bo's mom, Susie Allen. Susie, the first question I have, and it might be the most important one, is how did Bo get his tremendous hair? Which side of the family is that from? <laughs> You know, that is interesting. I am partial to the gingers. I cannot lie. <laughs> Bo's, father, Bo's father, my husband, is a red-headed ginger. Really thick red hair. So that is where he gets it. When did he start really growing it out? He grew it out in college. And he started it because he talked to me and my husband. We're pretty conservative Midwestern people. And he said, Bob again. I want to grow out my hair long, and here's the reason why. And he did it because I'm a breast cancer survivor. And so he kind of always wanted to draw attention to that cause, which is near and dear to our heart, obviously. And now we're like, okay, Bo, when are we donating the hair? (laughs) When's it happening? So we keep asking. So we're waiting for one of these days when he picks one of the 
places that he believes is reputable and will donate his hair for charity. So what was your reaction when he said that he wanted to grow it out to honor you? You never know how it affects a kid. When this happened, Bo was in middle school when I was ill. And my husband and I were just always real honest with our kids. We have three kids. Our oldest, Jack, lives in New York City, and our youngest, Grace, were actually taken to college today at University of Wisconsin. Congratulations. Thank you. Middle school is a pretty tough age, but the boys seem to handle it pretty well. And then years later, you think, well, that was just a blip in our life, and we've got this great life, and I survived, obviously. And then when the kid talks about what a profound impact that time of his life was, where my husband and I were just kind of scrambling because I was pretty ill. So, yeah, it's very endearing. The NFL has Breast Cancer Awareness Month during October, and I remember that Bo wore a pink bow in his hair (laughs) one game as well. Did he tell you he was going to do that? I was actually with him, and he's like, Mom, you know, I didn't quite know what he was going to do. We always go by the adage, less is more. You know, I said, why not get a nice braid? And he loves those women that work in the office at the Eagles, (laughs) and they take such great care of him. And I think one of them braided it and put the bow on the end, and that was it. We'll have to bring that up another time. On the podcast, that'll be a good follow-up interview. Who braided Bo's hair that day? Exactly. Do you think that time when you were battling breast cancer and he was young and admiring you, do you think that gave him or taught him the strength that he needed to persevere and develop into the player and person he is today? I think you're right, Chris. I'm pretty sure, again, I am an RN. I'm a registered nurse. And my husband is a businessman. He's a sales guy. And we've been married 31 years. and We're always really positive, optimistic people, and life is not fair, and you just kind of battle through it, and you go with what you got and try to make it better, and you have to choose to be happy. I mean, you kind of believe that, and you've just got to have a good attitude and just go for it. No woulda, shoulda, coulda. That's what else we've taught our kids. Changing subjects a little bit here. When we had Bowen, we asked him about his music skills and the band that he had. Can you give an honest review (laughs) of the Unzips, or are you too biased as a mother? Oh, my gosh. I haven't heard them play for years, but I'll tell you, he's still best buddies with those guys. It was a lot of youthful enthusiasm with a lot of Guns N' Roses (laughs) and a Velvet Revolver influence. I like that review. It's like Rolling Stone-esque right there. Oh, he had that long, not like it is now, but that shaggy middle school hair. I don't know Mm. if you guys have seen a picture, but... I've seen it, yes. Yeah, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys heard about Bo's birth? Have you heard this famous story? No, nope. Oh, okay. This is a famous Bo Allen story. Bo was an eight-pound preemie. Preemie. He was premature. He was five and a half weeks early. Wow. Bo's only brother, you know, they're only 13 months apart, and we had just gotten him to bed, and I was laying in bed, exhausted, of course, pregnant with the monster that is Bo, and I got a huge kick, and my water broke. Bo had kicked me so hard that broke my water, and we had Bo, eight pound preemie, and I was not diabetic, and neither was Bo, and there were no dates were on. Doctor said Bo would have been like 13 pounds at birth, so I was very Jeez. thankful. And then Bo had some normal preemie problems. He was in the level two nursery, having some struggles. 
And my husband and I were standing over him, looking through the glass, quite concerned. He was next to these little two-pound babies. And some gentleman comes up, and he's looking at Bo. He's looking at these little babies next to him. And he goes, what's that fat thing doing in here? (laughs) I burst into tears. I said, that's my baby, and he's a preemie, too. (laughs) So, yeah. So that is the story of Bo. Susie he wanted some more food is what we were thinking. The amniotic was not doing it for him. Susie, forget about the fact that he's an integral part of this team in Philadelphia, that he would ever become a television commercial star like he has. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do we love Bob's discount furniture? <laughs> what a great, great product. Oh, my gosh. Bo has always been a very charismatic man. He has never shied from the camera. He's not a cocky guy, but he's personality plus, as I'm sure you guys are aware. And he always has been. Absolutely. So, no, I am not surprised. Susie Allen, the mother of one Bo Allen, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Thanks, Susie. Thanks so much, you guys. Have a great day. Our producer, Ricky, behind the glass, just made a great point. We now know Bo. We now know Bo. Exactly. The great Nike commercial campaign from way back when. <laughs> That might have even been before my time, C-Mac. You might, might be been. dating me a little bit here. My, my apologies on that one. It's okay. Fun interview with Susie, and I guess oh, yeah. you could see where Bo gets his zest for life from. Absolutely. Just a, a really fun interview. I wish we could have done a whole podcast kind of with, with Bo's mom because she was that entertaining. Not only just a fun person, but hearing what she overcame and how Bo and the rest of the family kind of joined together and rallied together and took a tough time and, and made something good out of it. And that's kind of, I think, a recurring theme that we've heard on a few of these podcasts. But just a, a really fun interview you all around and now we know Bo. it's funny because when i first called Susie up she was like oh i'd hope you've forgotten because <laughs> i said oh you know it's chris from the eagles uh-huh. i said i don't know Bo gave you a heads up and i'm thinking she's probably thinking why is someone from the eagles calling me right. is something wrong with Bo?" you know right. so i was quickly trying to like make it known it's like Bo's great everything's fine with him mm-hmm. just want to make sure of that and she was like yeah Bo gave me a heads up and i was kind of hoping uh <laughs> Oh, no. yeah, I, I never would have guessed that because I no, thought exactly. Was, That's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't have known that. So a special thanks to Susie and Bo Allen. A special thanks to our man, Ricky Shue, behind the glass for producing this, making this happen, along with Brian Thomas. And I think that's going to do it for us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Next week's episode featuring wide receiver Jordan Matthews. Ooh. Fun interview. Very much looking forward to dropping that on everyone. Again, make sure to rate and comment wherever you consume our podcasts. Everyone, thanks for listening, and we will be back next week on another edition of the Eagles Insider Podcast.